Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where I talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Ollie. I'm Tom. And I'm Ben. Today we're talking about the 2001 film, Freddy Got Fingered. This will contain spoilers. We are back. <laughs> okay. Uh, the this was what, not a I, film. What, what's this? But I have to give a plot summary. Yeah. A, a what summary? Sorry. Is it again? I think the um, word you're looking for is plot. And what the reason? You Isn't can't... that like what Guy Fawkes did? <laughs> yeah. It's a joke. Um, the reason you're so struggling the... so hard is because this film doesn't really have one. It f- well, I mean, it does. It the it like a it it has enough of a plot so that IMDb can have a description. I mean, I'll 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 preface this by saying like I looked it up beforehand. I can't remember if it was IMDb or something, but like somewhere said that the whole plot was like. A man kidnaps his father and takes him to Pakistan, and then they both get kidnapped. <laughs> but that just happens in the last like five minutes of the film. <laughs> I was expecting oh, another like the Joker. The main plot is Gordon, not Freddy. Gordon, the main character, um, wants to be like an animator, but he has to work at. A cheese factory. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Near the end, he becomes an animator, and then there's other things along the way, like um, being in a relationship with this girl Betty, who at first I thought was going to be set up as like a one-off, not great joke of just like, haha. She would, is disabled, yeah, but then actually she gets probably the person. most um, <laughs> like in-depth and <laughs> well-looked-upon character of the whole film. <laughs> yeah, and she's so just the only positive Freddy, I can say course. about it. Apart from, oh, apart from Freddy. Yeah, the, the only thing good I can say about this film is that they don't ridicule disabled people. Everyone, Ev- give a hand. Yeah. I mean, some still of the used the arsler like three times, no, but you know. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, she she's a weird character because you kind of expect her to be the straight man, like uh, like the the one like character that's normal amongst all of this other chaos. But then it just Do turns you? out that, or I mean, at least I did. Like you're one... introduced <laughs> to a flipping cream pops over. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I figured like, once, I see what you mean. I like, mean, once, in comparison once to it, gold. it was clear that she, she wasn't just a one-off gag, like 
uh, I assumed she, she was going to be a bit more like sensible, but then it turns out that she's just like when. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when? Well, like in the brief like one or two minutes before it turns out that she's like obsessed with like sucking him off. What you mean the bit where he's whacking her shins with a stick? Yeah, the bit right <laughs> before he she, he starts whacking her shins. What, you mean the bit where she's raving about rocket science and putting yeah. rocket propellers on her wheelchair? Which... <laughs> no, I see what you mean, like, as soon as... When, when you get past the fact that she's, like, flipping those things, I think the first time she's introduced, she's not, like, overly weird, but then well, I mean, the second to be fair, time you meet her... I think she has was... one of the two jokes I liked. I didn't really, like, notice, that? like, her too much, because probably still, like, recovering from lots of the other scenes that Freddy had just- Not Freddy, Gordon. The- what are the- okay, the- the 50% of good jokes <laughs> in this film, one of- is from her, which was- So when she's flipping the cream pots, and then Gordon says, a hospital's always this fun? And she says, no, sometimes people die of cancer. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I like that. that. There we go. That was a good joke. Well done. What was Comedy film joke? has two good jokes. The other joke is right at the end, because Gordon's such an insufferable character, but you know when he breaks into David Davidson's office towards the end? Yeah. And then, like is screaming and wailing around and as he always is in every scene and like throws the bag on his desk he's like look inside and then davidson is like um is there a bomb in there god oh i didn't and even know I that would, was a joke i was kind of like i was just kind of like yeah. all right i feel like but everything else i hate well so you're telling me that you didn't find any parts involving gods hilarious but the funny, funny oh, horse the penis. bit where the, the funny elephant the funny, penis. The, the, the funny scene where he um, cuts open a deer oh. and wears its skin on him I mean, as he rubs himself in its entrails was hilarious. To be fair, I was kind of... Uh, Who I else was expecting him to engage in intercourse with the yeah, animal? Yeah, I know. I was kind of relieved when he did that, because he was on about like getting inside yeah, the oh. animal. I was like, no, please. Oh, yeah, so I mean, kind of already, as soon as they said that. as soon as they said that line, I was like, oh, God, they're going to do... I was like, first, I was, I was almost like, oh, they're going to make a cringy joke about like having sex with animals just after that line but then it didn't happen right away and I was like oh no oh it's going to do something awful but I guess it wasn't as bad as it could have been but I knew that this film was going to be terrible when in like the first 10 or 15 minutes when he sets off on his journey to become an animator like he's it's literally just the start of it, like a travel montage and then he he veers off the road to look at a horse penis, and then funny. rub it, and that's like that's it. Yeah. Funny, it's like funny the whole penis, plot derails, big. and and it's like there's such manic editing where there's no space to breathe. There's just constantly vile things happening on the screen. Oh, and I, know, I, I felt my stomach turning. There's I a scene to... in like the an, an institute for uh, like children that have been sexually assaulted where they're watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I was reminded of a much easier film to hold my stomach to than oh, this. Man. Okay, okay. I'm I gonna mean... jump around a bit in the film. But like 
another example of like sh- like really bad editing and um <laughs> just the just the the level of comedy this movie goes for it's like you know the hospital scene where he's visiting Freddy and then the woman's pregnant yeah. and then her baby oh, starts God. coming he puts on a doctor's jacket and is like, I'm a doctor, now spread your legs for me. I thought that was going to be it. That was just going to be a really bad, like, ugh, joke. But then it turns out that she starts delivering the baby. He, like, delivers the baby for her. And then, like, she's like, cut the umbilical cord. He bites the umbilical cord. Oh, that bit was so awful. Then starts swinging the baby around like a... <laughs> bloody helicopter propeller by the umbilical cord and somehow Ooh, it's it... foreshadowing to the helicopter later <laughs> on <laughs> and somehow it isn't dead by the end of it no yeah. it, it suggests he brings them back to life at first it's like it tries to make a joke it's like haha the child is stillborn wow okay oh <laughs> <laughs> that's not, funny, not a thing I would have thought would be a joke but uh yeah, that happens, and I know we're jumping around a lot, but I think it's just a t- to demonstrate the awful like pacing of this film. I mean, I'll so, be honest, it's a stylistic like, choice. It didn't seem like it had any sort of like traditional film structure at all, because usually you'd have like the start of the film being more exposition based, but because you were suddenly thrown into it, um, and then it kind of diverts your attention to all these. It's basically reacting. It's treating the audience like they have an attention span of about a minute. Um, and to be honest, I'm not really sure who this film is designed for because some of the themes in it are way too mature. Well, not themes, but like some of the jokes. Uh, yeah, like the the things that you see and stuff. Like I think this is rated an 18. <laughs> so, but it does seem like the way that the main character's acting is almost like Mr. Bean esque. So. It has that weird blend if... of like immature comedy with like these really weirdly uh, grown up ideas in it, and I think when they just try and chuck those, they just like chuck those two things together in a way that's just so jarring and doesn't work whatsoever. And when you couple that with the awful pacing, it just yeah. It felt like it was fingers. written by like a fourteen-year-old boy who had just watched one episode of South Park. Yeah, realised that part of it is supposed to be satire. Like, it felt felt like every scene was just a chance for within ten seconds Gordon to start like wailing around and screaming at everyone. Yeah, like literally a scene which I thought was going to be okay, where it's supposed to show like his monotonous work in like a cheese sandwich factory. Literally, like within five seconds, he jumps on the conveyor belt, gets a huge sausage, and starts like waving it around. It's like, oh, look, the footy, the footy, the sausage. It looks like a willy. That that was just the fact that there was absolutely no reaction from any of the other workers. As if he does it all the time. Yeah. Oh, man. But that was two minutes after the horse section. The way I described it was like it's like a mix between a five year old wrote it and like. A twelve-year-old who's just discovered like sex, and it's like, oh, it's funny, funny sex, funny sex, but like it's mixed with um, 
you know, if like a five year old would write a, a comedy story or something, and they're like it'll obviously just like be really weird and silly, and there would be like just go in a room and scream. It's like, <sighs> but it's not even like it. Some of the things would maybe work if Gordon was like actually likable. Like a good not... character. Like one of the yeah. notes I wrote was that Gordon is such an irredeemable character that the movie is no fun because he's just awful. He's like, honestly, he's honestly just such a because her- terrible person. Like the like the the title of the movie comes from like he's in a th- family therapy session because he's like has an argument with his parents and then he like s- says that. He gets like angry, and then he says that his dad like sexually abused his brother Freddy, and like just lied about it. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> that was really funny. Funny, I also funny, found it funny sexist, when, sexist when his girlfriend sexually assaulted him. <laughs> yeah. it's, it seems like because the, as you're saying, like the protagonist, if you can even call it that, is so unrelatable and irredeemable and so you just hate him so much at least if you had some sort of supporting character like ben was saying before about how you'd expect betty to be maybe initially that uh kind of um is acts as more of like a mouthpiece for the audience in this bizarre situations and um i think that would have been more bearable just because uh you'd have had sort of some someone in the film to point out how ridiculous all of this yeah, was but if you if there because was all that... of the characters are so stupid and silly it just it means that you can't really relate to any of them and therefore you don't really f- connect with any character within, within well, the it. issue the issue is like if there was a character in there who like pointed out that all of this is silly then you'd realize that the film doesn't actually believe that this is like uh, it doesn't actually believe that it's good, like f- like actually funny or something. You'd be like, oh, it's um, kind of just a weird like attempt at making you laugh by doing weird, outlandish things that just didn't work. Versus like here, there's just no, there's nothing to like indicate that just the director slash writer slash star didn't like think that this was just like his masterpiece or something like. You know, is, is is there's nothing in here that makes it seem like uh, he doesn't actually just believe this is the funniest stuff in the world. Like, um, yeah, it it felt like the character was conflicting. Where they weren't sure whether to just make him like a caricature, or just completely outlandish, or kind of like I kept getting like Mark from Peep Show vibes, but without any <laughs> like because though because. Mark from Peepshow is another interesting character to look at because he is a terrible person, but he keeps almost doing the right thing, so you can kind of like root for that to happen. Yeah, at least you. Uh, and then it yeah. makes funny situations. Like there was an idea that I liked where he tried really hard to keep up this lie that he was an investor, and he had like graphs and everything and faked get, receiving phone calls and stuff like that. And you know, if it was kind of more of a mild mannered character who's just got himself in this position because he's really awkward. I think that could have been a funny scene. But instead, of course, it descends into him shouting and then people fall into things and break them. Yeah. yeah, Stuff like that. And the, literally a waiter says, this is a fancy restaurant. What waiter 
in like a high-end <laughs> establishment says this is a fancy restaurant. You don't even say... It's gen- more evidence that it was written by a five-year-old. I mean, take the word fancy out of it. Just like... <laughs> I mean, apart from that, no one would ever call their establishment fancy of all the words you could use to describe it. Like, just take that out of it. You still got, like... You could just have said, like, this is a restaurant or something. And it's like, you know, this is like a <laughs> public place. But it's... Oh. Oh, and also, right, um, about to that, like, comparison with Mark from Peep Show, at least, like, occasionally, like, you can sort of relate to, like, Mark's thought process. Yeah. Even if, like, he... That's what I mean. Yeah, and, like, here, just, there's nothing, absolutely nothing about Gordon that you can even relate to in the slightest. He's just the most outlandish, just terrible person that just, oh, I mean, maybe even if like they'd said that he was like mentally ill or something. I mean, I mean obviously yeah. that would like come across badly as making fun of mentally ill people. But like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'd say that that would be better in the long run for the story of the like the the plot. Like at least then you'd have some reasoning for why he's just so, just so everywhere. So, oh, you know. It feels because like he... there's no really clear trajectory for his character, and it allows him to not really develop at all, because the way that the film's paced, and therefore the way that you kind of um, introduce to the character as he goes, as he progresses, is uh, it seems like he's got these conflicting goals, if you want to call them that, so at some points he's trying to kind of live up to what his father expects from him, but at the same time he also is like harnessing that immaturity and uh trying to rebel against his dad with just like really outlandish things like obviously um accusing him of sexual assault and stuff but uh you're never really sure what his actual goal is and i don't think he really ever is shown to have a clear goal um and his, his character is just so poorly written and poorly acted that i think it just overshadows anything else in this film that could potentially get like a tiny bit of credit just because of how stupid the the lead role is all right are you ready i'll go on a really quick rant about something i hated right so this film you get from the very start well like right at the very start because it just starts out like a boring like travel montage but you as soon as you throw it into it with like the horse joke and everything it's just like oh this is just going to be an immature mess of a film with, like, really terrible jokes and, like, you know, I was it, it was worse than Kangaroo Jack, definitely, in the first 20 minutes, because at least with Kangaroo Jack, you could, like, laugh at the fact that it exists, maybe, but just... Okay, so you it's established that that's what this film is, but they will somehow try and, like... I guess, I guess I don't know why they did it but like forcefully insert like character development moments or like well inverted commas character development moments like um like you remember that scene where uh Betty's working on the rocket things for a wheelchair um and yeah. Gordon comes up to her and is like 
I'm a failure, everything is bad, everything is terrible, you can't do your thing, I can't do my thing, we're both losers, or whatever his line was, and it's like, ugh. And they have this, this, like, insufferable, like, stock music over it as well. It's just like, ugh, what are you trying to do, make this, like, a weird, like, drama of some sort? Like, and then later on in the film, when, like, he's rich and everything, and he gets that helicopter and, like, goes up to her and stuff, and it's like... And they have the they have the insufferable stock music again, and it's like, I, I, I love you, I love you. And she's like, oh, I, I don't care about your money, I just want to suck you off. And it's like... It was so ridiculous and unneeded. Like, I know I criticize the film for not having like a plot or like a standard movie plot but the fact that this was like shoved in there amongst this like garbage yeah it was more that it film. felt kind of pinned on after the fact rather than it's not like they had thought out to put in this character development or even do a kind of it's always sunny in philadelphia thing where you set up the character development and then intentionally go against it yeah it was just kind of it was just like afterwards they shoved were... in yeah, it was like afterwards they were like, like, oh... Oh, this is the character development thing, but then the last 15 minutes is just them, like, messing around in Pakistan or whatever, and it's like... Yeah. <laughs> Funny just elephant penis. No point. Funny elephant penis. Fun Funny... <laughs> Shoots and load. No consistency with this character either, and especially... <laughs> I think that's best summed up with the relationship with his dad, who, yeah. you know... is. He's furious, and then he's fine again, and then he walks in on him being, like, dressed backwards or something, and, oh, it's all forgiven, and then there's that kerfuffle in the restaurant, and he walks into him uh, playing the piano with, like, dangling sausages on the roof. Uh, just... Don't ask, but... <laughs> I just sighed at that one and just accepted it. Like, at that, yeah. at that point, I'd spent far too much of my energy being angry at the film already. But there's a time and a place for kind of that bizarre humour. Like, I feel like yeah. uh, parts of this kind of reminded me of when we did uh, Joker from 1991, but I feel like that handled it a lot better because, I mean, it obviously wasn't a perfect film by any means, but um, I feel like the the character in that, although he was similar at times in kind of this over-the-top acting and stuff, it did kind of, he did have more serious moments and uh, it kind of dealt with some more uh, like darker aspects as well as the comedy, and I think it was able to blend it quite well, whereas this is a similar sort of thing. Because um, at its heart, if you look at the title and then go into it expecting this thing about the sexual assault to be the like the main plot point which it isn't in the slightest then you might expect it to i guess sort of be a satire in a way or uh deal with these more serious themes in more of a comedic way but it just tries to throw everything together and um there's just no clear direction in in the way that it's performed or written and like you know like some of the more serious themes and stuff like there is like a time and a place where you can like make fun of them and stuff and make jokes about them but like usually when you're joking about things like about sexual assault the joke is it's bad 
rather than like uh, this this like the whole thing was just him getting angry at his family and as revenge just like using the legal system to like destroy his dad's life like i just that just annoyed me that just wasn't funny I, the only consistent that like a secondary plot yeah <laughs> It wasn't, it the wasn't only it... consistent thing I felt about this film's like goal Despair. was that it was all a massive like social experiment. What on like what could Tom Green get audiences to watch? Like it felt like a massive like prank of just constantly doing whatever was possible to like gross people out for no reason. Like there were so many just. Bro. <laughs> I mean, there's evidence because literally at the end of the film, someone is holding up a sign saying like, "When will this movie end?" Yeah, and it's only an hour and a half. It felt um, longer, and but they just put in random, like awful things. Like, do you remember? Is it weirdly gory for no reason? Like when oh. his friend like breaks his leg. Oh yeah, and, he's and then like and he's li- he starts licking Why? the bone. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> It wasn't funny. I almost threw up. <laughs> and then that whole thing with the baby, where he's just flailing it around the room with the umbilical cord, and then, and then, and then it was biting through. It was, uh, and then uh. like here, Betty was like trying to give him a blowjob, and then like she pulls up his shirt, and he's just still got the umbilical cord taped on him. <laughs> like yeah, why? What was the point of that? There was I don't the... know. I mean, it feels like if. If I like for some reason it was trying to set things up earlier in the film that then came back later on, which you know is yeah, like that like kid Jack that kept getting hurt. Thing, but yeah, but where that it, just... it didn't feel it felt like it was supposed to be an ongoing gag, but it didn't work. You know, you know, it's like yeah. kind of Kenny dying in South Park every episode. It felt yeah. like it was supposed to be like that, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like it was a running gag. It was just a weird thing that kept popping up. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets like, I don't understand what happens to him at the end because he's supposed to get like shredded by the plane like, oh, propeller, but then he also says, I'm fine. I you know, really when he first gets injured, when he does he deliberately run into the car? I couldn't really tell. Or was he meant no to idea. trip? Because it looked like he just ran <laughs> face first into the car, and I was like, what? That was his introduction to this film. And then he kept on coming back. Yeah, and at, at first, at first, you know, maybe I wouldn't have hated this film too much because one of the things I wrote down was just saying same thing multiple times equals joke. But it actually ah. got a lot worse because <laughs> it's like he would say something mildly funny, like the "I'm a 28 year old man" thing, when his mum's like saying that her boy's all grown up. And then he would just constantly say that, he, like, I'm a 28 year old man over and over. And then all the other characters. Oh, I want to eat a He's a 28 year old man. Yeah, it's like, oh, shut up. Why are you saying it over and over? I. Oh. <laughs> I want a sandwich. Or you, I'm 28 years old. Oh, Even I... stuff that wasn't just utterly repulsive in the film was, like, wrong. Like, right at the start, they. Okay, so he's going to go to Los Angeles to to go to Hollywood, 
and his parents have bought him the bus ticket, yes? They say that. He says to oh, them, yeah, you bought me a bus ticket. And then they say, we don't want you to go on the bus, we've bought you a car. <laughs> so why did you buy him a bus ticket if you're then going to have to stop him going on the bus to get him to go in the car? Why did they buy him the car when later in the film they obviously despise him? Oh, it's because they want him to go away. Oh, okay, mate, I get... <sighs> It's, yeah, but I, I still don't it. understand why couldn't they have just given him the car or like still stuck with the bus ticket? I, it's uh, I, I don't know. And also, what did you? Sh- <laughs> Come on. No, it's just. Uh. Also, can we talk about the character assassination of his dad? Like, I mean, he wasn't like a great character to begin with. He was just kind of there, just like get a job, get out my basement. <laughs> You know, but then, like, once he, like, accuses him of sexual assault, then, like, he just, like, goes insane, and then, like, oh, you know, you know the classic joke of, like, um, he, like, t- he's angry with him, and so he's just like, oh, come and, uh, do you want to come and have, have sex with me? You... And he pulls his pants down and stuff, and then, and then his wife, who doesn't believe the accusations, comes down and sees him doing that, and then she leaves him, and it's funny! Funny, funny. I mean, everything after that, like every scene the dad is in, his only role is to go in, shout, smash things, yeah. leave. Yeah. <laughs> but that's more than what they did with his mum. I feel like she was just so absent in this film because it seemed like every opinion she had was just. Because uh, at the start, it, it was meant to be presented like, oh, his dad wants him to go, but his mum doesn't. Um, and then you never really get a perspective of how she's reacted to these allegations until she just leaves, and then is that the last time you see her in the film? Yeah. I, think I just so. feel like they handled that character awfully. What character? Wasn't that any <laughs> character there? The casting choice of the mother, though, kind of reveals a bit of insight into what they were thinking during this film, because she was actually in Airplane. Um... I think she was the like a love interest for the main character. Oh, the like the so, other stars. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of shows that they felt like this was going to be a similar thing to Airplane, but yeah. like, she's in two of the greatest comedies of all time. Then I mean, like, I okay. If you're thinking of it like that, then I guess I can see some comparisons because there are you know some scenes in Airplane where it's just like wacky and weird and stuff, but like you know the whole. Uh, the thing about like when the planes are landing and uh, the guy looks like Donald Trump's just sweating and sweating and yeah. obviously the the co-pilot and you know stuff like that it's like but airplane did it well this film just yeah it was... it was actually original it seemed like this just tried to throw together a load of like really predictable things that don't really belong in a film they just seemed like sort of youtube ranks that have just been compiled together yeah, and there's like... no real care of anything to do with character development or any t- sort of co- coherence with the plot because there wasn't really a, a plot and it, it was like it was just like someone with a really short attention span just going like oh yeah let's do that and then uh one minute later we need a an, completely other thing to focus on and it's just an insult to anyone that's watching it it's just an insult to their intelligence. It's like YouTube prank videos, or like, you know, like, 
I guess like stuff like like the videos that like Filthy Frank did, where he'd like uh, go out in public and like be like, "Can I have a hamburger, please?" or like scream or something, and like. I guess that, like, you can find them funny as, like, one-offs and stuff, but, like, when it's, like, a film with a character where it's, like, you're actually supposed the to be... a budget in... of $14 million. Oh, don't even... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think to look at the budget. Upgrade had a budget of $5 million. That's not even adjusting for, like, inflation and managed to, like create something like really good with like really good special effects as well and this film what did they blow their budget on i don't recognize any of the actors apart from as you say the woman who was an airplane uh, shaquille O'Neal. but that was his girlfriend at the time shaquille o'neal was randomly in oh O'Neal. yeah that was the whole budget yeah. and also the soundtrack licensing probably oh yeah true the like Oh my gosh, every time I recognised a song on the soundtrack, I was just like, what is, what are you doing in this film? And then, like, <laughs> Gary Newman, like, Shout Moby. Moby. Like, Eminem. Eminem. Like, yeah, the Green f- Day. Like, right at the end, it just was playing, like, the, sl- the, the real Slim Shady, and I was just like, what? Tonally, what has this got to do with the film? The, the film, like, constantly had music playing, like... It would switch from like funny music to somber music to like disastrous music, like so fast. Like there was always something on. Yeah, it was that's about like the attention span thing. It's and I like... feel like the sometimes I don't know if it was just me, but sometimes it seemed like the sound mixing was really bad. Like the music was oh, way yeah. too loud. Yeah, yeah, it basically... and they got the dubbing wrong. I mean, well, in one <laughs> yeah. point that I noticed. Where yeah, but there was the f- no idea what their dad is. But like, it was the funny, to. the funny joke because the helicopter was loud and she couldn't Ha-ha, hear it. Was funny, funny. Yeah. It was funny, except that you could hear her perfectly, but <laughs> yeah, he that... was quiet. What? Okay. <laughs> funny joke. Oh, the funny, the funny music joke. really like irked me by about halfway through because like when it was like playing at, like points of the film, it was just like here is some music that is sad. You are supposed to feel sad as the audience. Like, I know that's that kind of the purpose of a soundtrack, but, like, it just felt so yeah. patronising. Manipulative, like, yeah. Like, it was, like, the low point of the film, but it just played, like, Moby's Natural Blues. It's just like, he is sad. You should be sad. <laughs> He's got the blues. Guys, come on. It's like... <sighs> there was maybe a bit of promise when, um... I can't... <sighs> I don't. Oh, I'm not going to say that I liked, but uh, <laughs> a bit that was less bad than the rest was when he, as you were saying before about him, kind of having all those doubts about whether he's making the right choices, and when he goes and confronts um, Betty, and the scene. I mean, it it then devolves into some like stupidity when that person goes and asks for more cheese in the sandwich, and they just like shoves all the ingredients at her. But I can't. But. Uh, after that when he's like looking at the tv and i think that could maybe have been if it was in another film that could have been handled quite well like that idea of him like doubting and like that deep kind of comprehension of whether he's making the right decisions and i guess at that point you kind of understand this character a bit more but then because immediately before and after that he then turns into like a three-year-old again 
um, it, it like just spoils any moments of promise from beforehand. Yeah, that was one of the times of the film where it was just like, oh, yeah, come on, guys, we need to add some character development moments, and it just felt stupid. Like, yeah. Any other film, even Kangaroo Jack, it could have worked in. I mean, not like not specifically like that particular thing, but like the idea of like having some sort of character development, like maybe, you know, like <laughs> I don't know, like Lewis could have gone something like, oh, "It's actually all my fault," and but it's bad that the kangaroos stole the jacket, and you know, maybe we should respect animals or something. <laughs> Speaking of respecting animals, I'm just gonna go back to that scene with the the moose, and it was. Ugh. Please don't. We haven't talked about the elephant scene yet. <laughs> yeah, we don't need so, to really say. Just all that there really it. is to say is an don't elephant. Don't watch it. Yeah. There's an elephant penis, and the elephant gets excited, and there's two characters there. I think you can piece together what happened, so it's really funny. Mm. Yeah. This mm. film like I... did so many like late 90s early 2000s stuff like that opening title sequence where every time like a, a name came on it went like like that oh, sound effect with that. the skateboard <laughs> and then and then twice in the film it like did the someone says a funny thing and then the music goes like, <laughs> I was like oh no what do you think went through their minds to to um decide to cut the scene where he's drinking the milk from the cow thinking oh actually i think that should be a deleted scene a that... brief flash of sanity yeah <laughs> what did you make of the cartoon sequence near the middle of the film where I it mean, showed his cartoon production wise uh, it was quite good like the animation yeah. was all right but like yeah. content wise it was just but the i same. hated just look at my Gordon hooves. constantly going like, "Oh, look at my hooves! <laughs> ah, look like, at my hooves! So funny hooves!" It's like, okay, yeah, it's funny hooves. Cool. It's like we came to America to get work. Cool. Look at my hooves. Yeah, can you stop about the hooves? But my dad is bad and weird and silly. Look at my hooves. It's awful. I want to erase this film from my memory. Right, let's go on with doing Actually, I don't that. want to, because then someone will force me to watch it again. So, right, let's get on I with that process and get, get it wrapped up and reviewed, rated. How long have hours. we ta talked about this film? 39 minutes. Really? Oh well, I feel like my hatred should take longer than that. <laughs> There's a pretty good review here from a critic who gave it a zero and said, um, this movie doesn't scrape the bottom of the barrel. This oh, movie yeah, Roger isn't the bottom it. of the barrel. <laughs> this movie isn't below the bottom of the barrel. This movie doesn't deserve to be mentioned in the same sentence with barrels. Yeah. I'll make it easy yeah. for you guys. Zero the legend Roger Ebert. 0 0.3. That's your rating. Just in case there's anything that's worse. I don't think there is. <laughs> But like, what redeeming qualities can you think? Well, that, I want to give some prop point three to the, good to the prop designers that made these disgusting scenes. Oh, I want yeah. to give some credit to them. I want to it give wasn't some their credit fault that they had to deal with yeah. this awful script. <laughs> some credit to um, the cinematography wasn't awful. <laughs> um, 
and that that is it. I mean, so, it, I wouldn't the songs say they cool. ever dragged, but it was way too fast-paced. <laughs> I'm. I think I'm going to agree with Ben and say 0.3. Okay. Um, what should well, we give it a 0.4 really, and then we'll just reckon? We're really breaking <laughs> the boundaries here. With a couple of weeks ago, we got 9.7, and now we're going down to the zeros. <laughs> we're, we're not doing sevens anymore. Let's go. No. <laughs> I just realised this. This film came out in 2001. And that 2001 The Space Odyssey. Maybe that's the that link. predicting Fred. Yeah, that's the link. I saw... so I'm also going to give it an, uh, what's it, like 2001. I'm going to give this a 9.5 as well. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Right. No. I. Right. I, uh, <laughs> I'll give it a 0. Uh, okay, we'll go with a unanimous 0.3. Yes, okay. get in! <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Uh, I have something I was going to say and I've forgotten it now. I mean, at least it's lowered the median a bit. It's probably gone from 7.5 to 7.4. What else has Tom Green done? Because I hate this man. <laughs> <laughs> watch him, watch him uh, have been involved in, like... <laughs> What like Blade Runner or something? Yeah, it was like the the fucking assistant director. I, I do not think he was. Why not? Did you know the the footage of that like surgery? Do you remember that bit in the film? There was like surgery footage. Uh, well, that like... was like I, I can't remember, but that was actual footage of like oh um, yeah I when he had that. testicular cancer and Wasn't he got the... like a tumor removed. Oh, that's Tom Green's actual. Wasn't that in the? Uh, wasn't that in the um, insti- like the place where Freddy went? They were like watching. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, okay, right. let's see filmography. He's in Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> Why? He's in an episode. <laughs> um, Is he in Malcolm and Bob the Butler. <laughs> You. That was close. Can we fix it? No, we can't because um, Tom Green exists. He's in the Eric Andre show. I mean, that kind of what? makes sense. Yeah. Like, given Eric Andre's humour. Um, that's the only things I yeah. really recognise. So the moral of the story is if you ever hear, if you ever hear the name Tom Green, run as fast as you can. Run away. He's costs. coming for you. <laughs> He'll infect you with his funny ha-ha penis and flailing a baby around and sexual assault and uh, disabled people Gore, jokes. licking bones. Yeah, he'll he'll lick your bones, he will eat your umbilical cord. He will... Uh, he will stop at the side of a road with a deer corpse and envelop himself in the deer corpse and run after you with the revitalized strength of a deer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what we a have film. a submission spotlight, except we don't really because no one ever submits, so submit. Thank you. Recommendation time. <laughs> I don't know if I should recommend anything. I don't know. Well, 
do it. Anything apart but, from But, like, that. two really good things, though. Well, yeah, well, it can make up for this a bit. Okay, okay. So, uh, first thing is a bit more standard. I watched the Paul Thomas Anderson film, There Will Be Blood. It was very good. I can What's tell you, will there it be was blood? In, it was in the barrel. <laughs> As Roger Ebert would say, there was blood. Um, it's not just in Freddy Got Fingered, would you say? I don't think there is, actually. But um, it's like kind of got a Western vibe, except it's set in the early 1900s and is about an oil man. <laughs> oil man. Oil man? So he goes oil digging man. for oil. Um, but it's like a really good drama and this kind of like shows the corruption of power and the fight for power between a business the main conflict is between the businessman the oil man and a um pre priest played by paul uh dano and their kind of conflict of power and uh there's great acting very like visceral the only thing i would say is that I'm not sure about the ending. It felt like it kind of petered out, even though it ends with a very like intense final scene. It didn't really feel like an ending, if that makes sense. Mm. But like the characters, you know, um, memorable, and just even I think some people said that they found it boring, which makes no sense because there's like literally a scene of like with a huge explosion and a constant like running around and oil going everywhere and stuff like. You know, there's lots of intense bits. Uh, it's it's very good, so you should watch that. And then the other thing, which is a bit less normal, is that I've been watching a like a Dungeons and Dragons show called Fantasy High, which is technically part of Dimension Twenty, but it manages because I've tried in the past to watch. D&D shows and they've all been like really long and drawn out but this manages to keep the episodes uh, only <laughs> two hours each but there's not like hundreds and hundreds of them like something like Critical Role and it's engaging and the characters are good and everyone's good at improvising and stuff so it's solid Nice, cool Yeah Go watch that and not Freddy Got Fingered I didn't watch Freddy Got Fingered, I just read the IMDb <laughs> description. <laughs> if there's I'm one impressed. week I wish we, I could have done that, it's this week. <laughs> um, right, my, my recommendation. Uh, a while ago I recommended um, a podcast, The Weekly Planet, uh, mm-hmm. and one of the hosts of that has another podcast called Suggestible, uh, where he like recommends stuff with his wife. But that's not what I'm recommending. It's all right, but um, on that, on one of the episodes of that, um, his wife recommended a podcast that I've listened to. Uh, and you're not recommended that one him. either. You're just recommending something <laughs> that was recommended podcast. on it. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about a film, and in that film. Well, it's based joking. on a book, so I'm going to be recommending that book. No, 
Wait. Uh, what's going on? I can't tell if you're joking or not. <laughs> no, I am. Right, so I'm recommending a podcast that was recommended on a podcast that is that is hosted by the same person as another podcast that I've recommended in the this past. This is what convoluted in the... On the podcast the, called Entertainment of Excellence Podcast. <laughs> is this right. adaptation I, again? <laughs> okay, I massively overcomplicated this, but the, so the podcast is called... Freddy uh, Fingered Freddy who, Fingered Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Who the Hell is Hamish? And um, it's Australian. Uh, and it's basically... It's, so it's based on a true story that um, kind of tracks the life of this professional con man who um, is like this compulsive liar who uh, is, associates... He gets all these uh, relationships with different people and kind of persuades them to invest money with him with the hopes that he'll be able to, you know, have higher returns. But in reality, he's he just cons them. Um, and he's able to, like, sort of create these different identities in which he comes up with these massively fabricated backstories of... Like, he tells some people that he, he ran over his twin brother when he was younger it turns out he didn't even have a twin brother uh stories about how his parents have died when that's not true um and the podcast uh i think there's 10 episodes in total and it, it um has loads of different interviews with a lot of the people involved so um one of the main storylines that it follows is uh his wife who um he, uh, so her son went out with this um, girl when, and when they were about sixteen, I think uh, Hamish started to have an affair with her. So he was also like did some really, he was like this predatory man, and apparently he was sort of very emotionless and sociopathic. Uh, but in the end, he was actually caught, um, and. The last episode uh, is kind of, I guess, that like um, satisfying feeling of being able to capture him. And but the the only issue is that the I think he's um, in total uh, stolen about thirty million dollars or something from various different families and individuals. But the just before he was arrested, he managed to kind of. Um, secure that in loads of offshore foreign accounts and none of that's been tracked down so there were some people involved who actually wanted to kind of prolong the case before he was arrested in order to try and secure that money but it's it's now kind of um accepted that it's going to be very difficult if not impossible to trace back the money but uh at least there's kind of that justice of him being locked up uh so that's a pretty cool podcast. I also watched. Um, have either of you seen Bo Burnham's Inside on Netflix? I have. No. Yeah, I watched that as well, and it was cool. It's good, man. It is. So, but the Freddy got fingered. Uh, I would say marginally. Just yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's quite similar. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got anything, Ben? 
No. Not really. Like, and if I did, I wouldn't want to taint it with Freddy Got Fingered, so... Why don't you recommend Freddy Got Fingered? Right, so guys, I recommend Freddy Got Fingered. It's this beautiful, <laughs> amazing masterpiece of a film. Like, have you seen 2001 A Space Odyssey? Better than that. It's, oh, it's so good. The way it utilises wow. surreal comedy to create a sort of unexpected, unpredictable, yet absolutely hilarious... Uh, plot um, by using a, a character that you really, really anyone can relate with because the struggles he goes through and the development that he has every one of us has to go through on our path through lives and he's just the most relatable character yeah, so um, go watch Freddy Got Fingered it's, um, it's an hour and a half long but trust me, you'll feel like you've uh, you're going to feel like you've got two hours worth of great material packed into that small, small um, film. So yeah, go watch it. Legally buy it too so that Tom Green gets your money. He deserves mm. it. He is he's a great man. He's a one-man powerhouse who both wrote, wrote, directed and starred in this film. Like, like Bo Burnham. Yeah, he's a jack of all trades, you know? He's a... He's a renaissance man. <laughs> Ever heard of Donald Glover? Yeah, he's better than that. He's better at comedy too. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. I think I think with that recommendation, we should wrap up. Yeah. Cool. Follow us so on social we're doing media. Next week. Have we decided? Uh, uh, we can now. I mean, we need something can that's we? not like terrible. I don't think this. I can cope. <laughs> what have we got in the future episodes thing? Uh, following randomly pick something. Sure, right. We should watch the USSR Lord of the Rings. We should. Except I don't actually know how terrible that's (laughs) going to be because, like, I mean, objectively it looks terrible, but like, it could be quite enjoyable. We'll 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 just have to decide later. <laughs> following, well, right? Like that. d- All right, yeah, that's the oldest him. one. Okay. Cool. And speaking of following, why don't you follow us? Yeah, follow yeah, us um... on social media. We never post on either of them, but please follow us just to show your support. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, oh yeah, the All website right, exists, which we actually oh. do update now. <laughs> But like, no one cares about that. Don't don't go do it. Like Ollie's only put in putting in hours upon hours a day of his sweat and tears and blood to make sure that website's updated for you. The zero listeners we have right now, you know, just you know, you, you need to go and show your support right now, but not on the website. With that, we're out to see you. Right, see ya.